This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good morning. Welcome to Resource Centre. This is Audrey Raj. I don't know where the year has gone, but here we are. You know, it's the final week of the year and the final episode of Resource Centre for the year 2022. Now, on this year in review special, we're going to be discussing a topic we incredibly haven't exhausted despite talking about it for over five years. Now, digital transformation. We're going to be discussing the main challenges businesses, particularly SMEs face when making the leap to doing business online and we're going to be covering digital trends we expect to see in business in 2023 as well. And to do this with me is Justine Axness, founder and CEO of Bangkok-based Seven Peaks, a company that specializes in developing end-to-end digital solutions for businesses worldwide. Justine, it's your first time on the show. Welcome to Resource Center. Thank you very much. Very happy to be here. So, Justina, before we get started, maybe you can tell us a bit about uh, Seven Peaks. I know that you work with some pretty big clients, but also a lot of SMEs as well in the region. So, tell us a bit more about Seven Peaks. Yes, correct. So, um, so Seven Peaks uh, started around eight years ago in Bangkok. Um, we started more as a coincidence uh, by me being in Thailand, relocated as an expat in 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, initially, when we started, we set up um, the company as an outsourced, uh, basically, partner for a Norwegian sister company, um, basically doing mobile app development. So um, at that point, it was more about Thailand could provide, I would say, lower cost labor. Uh, we worked towards Norwegian enterprise clients. Um, and at that point, we didn't really see that there was any, I would say, value proposition for us to actually be in Thailand and sell to the Thai markets. Um, but over uh, the first three years, we then started actually seeing that there was actually quite a strong value proposition in Thailand. And, and actually the demand, especially for digital transformation, software projects was actually really increasing in Thailand during that period. Mm. Um, and, and we quite quickly started also focusing on the local market and building up capabilities. So fast forwarding today, uh, we have now a team of around 200 um, professionals. So um, everything from, um, I would say, digital product strategy, uh, UX UI design, solution architects, uh, software developers, um, as well as growth marketeers to help and, and grow and scale businesses. Um, so you see, I understand that you guys are the digital and tech experts in your field, and you've been trying to champion digital transformation, especially for SMEs in the region. I, I have to ask, why are we still talking uh, about digital transformation today? Shouldn't we all be on board now? You know, SME conglomerates, all of us, shouldn't this be the norm by now? Why are we still pushing and championing digital transformation? Yeah, I, th- I think, first of all, I think digital transformation will never end. That's in, uh, the definition is transforming, uh, as in basically you are transforming your business uh, to adopt to to, to current uh, business trends and, and what's happening and, and to change. So, so, so I don't think digital transformation will ever change. Uh, it will just be a new iterations of improvements of, of your solutions and, and further bringing your business and more parts of your business online and uh, digitizing more and more of your business. Um, and I, th- I think especially now during COVID, um, th- that was a big push uh, where you see now, I would say, a lot of companies that typically would not be focusing on transforming their business and bringing it online were forced to go online. So you see everything that happened now in, in, in e-commerce, a lot of kind of 
shops now were forced to to bring their business online or uh, they, they basically couldn't survive because again people couldn't go to the supermarkets the, the retail shops were, were closed etc the same goes for for restaurants uh, especially in thailand there was lockdowns there were ban of sitting and eating at restaurants for for months uh during the last two years so um so the businesses were really forced to actually find solutions to to really quickly go online and and really being able to actually change and adopt to to, to what's happening. So, so I think it's it's a prime example of what digital transformation is and and where where it really helps an uh, organization to really yeah thrive and, and grow or, or die. Right. So, uh, do we have any data or statistics on businesses who have yet to digitalize or, or or to go online? You know, do we know what that percentage is like compared to those who are already on board, or, or a- any kind of um, reference we, we can make uh, over the last few years of those who have finally uh, digitalized and come online? Uh, I, I would really like to have some stats on that, but, but sadly, I don't have any uh, you know, in my back pocket today. Sorry. No, I, I, th- I think but it, but it all depends on, OK, what, what is digital transformation and, and what is what, what does it mean to bring a business online? Right. As in you, you have everything from, I would say, revenue generating kind of offerings. Right. As in that's, again, your e-commerce. It's everything related to selling your service. But then you also have your, your whole back office, your kind of cost optimization, improving your processes. Um, which also, again, is massive work and, and also a place where Seven Peaks are spending a lot of time in helping mm-hmm. basically businesses digitize their, their kind of business processes to, to be more efficient, right? And then you have the whole, I would say, the, the human aspect of it and like how people are working, um, which especially now also is very important with the whole uh, hybrid work, right? So, so for two years now, companies were forced to, to not only go hybrid, but go fully remote for, for many, many months. Mm-hmm. And a lot of companies were not ready for that. Um, one thing is, of course, having uh, Google Meet or MS Teams or Zoom installed. But 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 again, just as an organization, what's your processes? How do you handle it? How do you do online meetings efficiently? Mm-hmm. So so I think there is there is a lot that goes into digital transformation. Everything from again just getting a traditional SME ready for doing online meetings with their staff. Uh, Online collaboration using uh, documents like Google Docs or or SharePoint for sharing documents online or, or similar. There's there's endless solutions out there. Um, everything from from simple solutions for SMEs to, to bigger more enterprise solutions, of course, right? right. So so it all depends on how how wide you want to define. I would say digital transformation, but but every small, medium, large company will have to go through this journey one way or the other. And, um, and I think the last two years has been a very good um, example of, of, of kind of this transition. And I don't think it will slow down now. I think for sure in the coming years, there will just be more. Mm. Um, and, and I think a lot of businesses have also seen a lot of benefits of actually taking this leap and, and uh, both an increase of, of revenue. And, and you can see e-commerce is growing significantly in, in, in the Southeast Asian region now. And, and that's something that for sure is on, on track of, of growth for the for the coming years as well. Mm. Now, now, I understand that there has been an increase in demand for digital transformation for businesses across Asia, especially this year. Why? Why? What's hap- What's happened in Asia, and and why this year particularly? So, so I think one again, it's I think this this I would say post COVID, as in COVID is still uh, it seems to still be around, but I think. Uh, I would say 2021, people started really investing again. This year, I would say same or even more. Mm. Um, so so I, th- I think there is there is opportunities. There is there is a lot of 
basically a lot of work that was probably also delayed in, in 2020 in the beginning of, of COVID. Uh, there's a massive demand in the market of, of resources. Uh, there's a, a lack of, of talent, uh, everything from developers to, to pro um, product managers to designers to data analytics. Um, so, so there's a lot of lack of, of people. And, and because of that, there is a big demand. Um, I, I think also, I would say, second half of this year and, and going into next year, the whole financial situation now in, in the US, uh, Europe, uh, looks to, to at least be slowing down these markets, um, which luckily for us here is that we see that at least Asia seems to be still on, on full uh, full speed ahead. And, and, and that's also the same we, we heard when we talked to our consulting partners as well, is that most of these companies saying that they are down adjusting their budgets for, for, for US and Europe, but they are really increasing um, for, for Asia. Right. I've also heard some experts, some analysts say that, you know, this is the time. Um, Asian businesses are faced with the ultimatum. You either go digital or you go bust. Um, what are the challenges that Asian businesses specifically are facing and why are analysts saying these things? Do you first agree that it's uh, go digital or go bust? Uh, and maybe you can also explain some of the challenges that Asian businesses specifically are facing in this area. Yeah, of course. I, I think it, it all depends on your ambition as a business, right? As in, if you want to you have a mom and pop shop in, in a small street selling a small things that have a small market, of course, you, you don't necessarily have to go online. But but if you're selling something that there's a lot of competitors, just looking at, again, Lazada, Alibaba, um, you can buy all kind of everything, basically, yeah. from junk to something useful online very cheaply and very easily, right? So, so again, it's it's taking away, of course, um, a, a lot of the, or it's, it's, it's really, yeah, I was increasing the competition for a lot of, of these type of, of products, right? For restaurants, you have cloud kitchens coming, which again now is reducing the cost and making it more efficient to do basically food delivery. Um, people are getting more used to doing food deliveries. Maybe the brand of some of the restaurants is less important. Um, and, and again, um, I would say that just the behavioral change over the last two years, just people want to be more hybrid. People want to have convenience. You, you are using delivery for everything. Especially in Thailand, every single thing can be ordered within uh, within a few hours, mm. uh, and and the price is, is very low of, of these kind of services, right? So, um, so of course, I think convenience uh, change of of kind of behavior of, of kind of people, and and uh, I, th I think that for sure will be driving a lot of decisions for for shopping moving forward as well, right? Mm. As in, it's it's not as convenient to to drive for an hour to go buy. A certain item, if you can, if you can do it online and you can deliver it on your door for for the same price or even less within an hour or two. Mm. Right. So, so of course, I, I think there is uh, there is for sure um, some truth to that um, for most business that you need to. I think for the other one is of course just to be able to retain talent these days. If if you're not in any way having some sort of a hybrid or remote. Um, I would say policy and, and, and a system that works, then of course it also makes it much more difficult to attract talent, right? So, so that's also another thing that is very important to actually be able to be competitive in the market today and, and really attract the best, um, best talent. Right. Okay, we are going to take a quick break for some messages right now. But when we come back, I ask Justine about the digital trends he expects to see uh, in business in 2023 and also his advice for businesses who have yet to turn digital. All that and more happening on Resource Centre. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9.
Busy Following Money Trail, BFM 89.9. And we're back. You are listening to Resource Center. This is Audrey Raj. Online with me today, I have Justine Axness, founder and CEO of Bangkok-based Seven Peaks. And we are discussing digital transformation in the Southeast Asia region and what to expect uh, in business in 2023. Now, uh, Justine, before the break, you were talking about some of the challenges that uh, Asian businesses specifically are facing and, you know, the the whole ultimatum about going digital or going bust. And I just want to Ask, and I know we're backtracking a bit, but what would you say uh, are the main challenges that businesses, particularly SMEs, are facing when it comes to making the leap to doing business online? Like all those mom and pop stop, uh, shops that maybe never thought about going online or maybe like your micro SMEs and SMEs uh, about to take that leap. What are the challenges that they are facing uh, before they, they actually take that leap? No, so, so I think I think every company would have uh, have a challenge to to, to basically change, uh, right? So as so I would say, change management, of course, is, is one, right? How do you how do you change to to a system? Uh, how do you change to implement any sort of technology for that sake, or how do you even change any sort of business process, right? Um, and, and and that also is one of the things that we kind of at Seven Peaks are spending a lot of time on when we work with our clients. Um, we, we typically do what we call a, a product discovery, where we, we're typically looking at three different things, right? Mm. So one is, again, um, feasibility. So basically, technically, can it be, be solved? Uh, what's the best way of solving this, et cetera? But then also desirability, as in, what is the problems we're solving? Are we actually trying to solve a real problem? And is this something actually the users want? Um, and then the last one is, is the business side, right? As in, is this, what's your business goals? Uh, does this actually make sense? And what is really the... Um, the, the objectives of actually doing this, right? So, so I think I think one of the problems now is that we see that a lot of uh, traditionally, at least in, in especially in Thailand and Southeast Asia, a lot of uh, bigger transformational projects is going through, I would say, more old-fashioned waterfall um, development methodologies, right? So you have typically what they call like an RFP. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you get a list of a lot of things that the company wants to build. There is a certain timeline you have to build it. Um, and, and that takes six months, 12 months, 18 months, right? The problem with that is that typically you're not going to have the proper buy-in from the actual users. You're not going to have the people that actually would be using the systems to actually uh, contribute uh, to that level, which means, again, once you deploy the solution, it's very difficult to get the buy-in and actually get that change management really working well with, with the, the user base, right? Mm. So, so one thing that we have seen over the last few years is, is kind of a change to a much more agile methodology where we are working very closely with, with all the different levels of users, right? As in, that means it's, of course, on the management from a business side, but also the actual users that would be using the software and, and understanding really their pain points and really addressing the pain points and really solving that. And, and I think by doing it this way, um, it allows us to actually build a solution that actually solves their problem. And because of that, getting a much better adoption for the platform and allowing them to actually um, really enjoy using the solution, right? Because it's actually solving some of the problems that they have, right? So, um, so, so I, think, I think that is kind of one, one I would say, uh, one of the areas where it's, it's very important to build a solution that solves problems. Um, not not just build features or just build solutions uh, because the management thought this was a good idea, right? It's, it's really important to really understand the reasons behind it. Um, and, and that's something we have been focusing a lot on. And, and luckily over the last three years, we get a lot more buy-in on, on a more modern, agile kind of working 
model with with most of the bigger enterprise clients we work with here in in Thailand, for example. Right, right. So, what would you say to businesses who have yet to turn digital? I mean, how do you how do you approach them, and what would your advice be to businesses out there who are still kind of sitting on that fence when it comes to taking that leap? No, I, I think it's, it's again, it's, it's very, um, I think the first decision most organizations need to take, right, as in, are you a technology organization or strategically will you become a technology organization? Hmm. If you're not, don't try to, 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 to build uh, a big platform yourself, right? So I think, I think that's at least the first decision some uh, the basically companies need to take, right? So, so if you are a technology organization, you need to invest uh, into a proper CTO. You need to have a proper engineering team, engineering management. You need to invest in building solid processes. You need to have your product managers. You need to have your designers. You need to basically build the whole kind of layer, right? And and for certain businesses, that that makes sense. You see, for example, a lot of telcos are doing this. A lot of banks are doing this because they have a significant amount of work and, and they are basically becoming technology organizations. Right. A good example of that is, is SEB Bank here in Thailand, which basically went from a traditional bank now to SEBX, which is basically a digital company on top owning the bank. So, um, so, so I, think that, I think that is one fundamental thing that, that organizations need to decide. And if you're not a technology company, um, you, you, you need to then find out how is the best way to then work with, with I would say, vendors or partners on, on building technology, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and I would say the most important, if you're going to build out bigger solutions, is, is that you have, I would say, proper product owners on your side that really understands your, your business, that really understand how to talk to a technology team, um, that really can bridge the business and, and engineering side and really help and drive and, and build that product. So, um, so I would say that that is kind of if, if you are going down the route of actually building a bigger, um, I would say, uh, custom solution. But again, at the moment now, there is also so many solutions out there. Uh, there is, I would say, what we call best of breed. There is a lot of specialized SaaS platforms. There is very many of them is fairly easy to start self-service. You can you can go in and start using very easily. So, uh, so again, it all depends on, on kind of where is your pain um, and, and start small, starting incremental improvements. Um, if you don't have an online collaboration tool, get Google Workspace or MS Teams or mm-hmm. something similar. If you don't have any communication platform to talk to your team, get Slack or, or use MS Teams so you can start collaborating with people. Um, if you don't have a CRM, there is endless of CRMs out there that you can sign up that is very cost efficient. So, so, so there, is, there is a lot of things you can do without going into the leap of let's build something custom, right? Um, and, and even if we're doing something custom, uh, we also firmly believe in, in the whole best of breed, breed architecture as well, is that, again, we don't need to build everything from scratch. We are looking at what is the best solutions out there that help and solve the problem for the customer. So we also then quickly can go to market cost efficiently, but also future proof, um, allowing the customer to get the best possible solution. Right. Okay, just before I let you go, Justine, um Maybe we can talk about some of the digital trends we expect to see in 2023. I know it's just next week, but what can we expect in the next, I don't know, five, six months or so? What's going to be uh, the next big thing? Yes, it's, it's, it's quite interesting. It, it, it all depends. There's a lot of hype, uh, especially this year has been a lot of hype, a lot of ups, a lot of downs, especially if you look at the whole crypto, crypto space. Um, my background is an engineer. I, I'm firmly believing in solving problems. Um, and, and if there are solutions out there that is not really solving problems, 
I'm, I'm struggling to adopt, uh, which is, I would say, still uh, some of the cases with a lot of the, the, the blockchain-related technologies now, right? So it's a solution looking for a problem to solve. Mm. Um, hopefully, there will be a solution out there uh, without too many people losing too much of their money. Um, but um, but that's uh, yet yet to see. I think this this year was a, a hopefully an eye opener for most people that. Crypto is uh, speculating and, and uh, be careful. So, uh, so, so crypto, I think for sure will still be around. Uh, I, I don't know where it will go. NFT, another space where again is using the same technology, trying to somewhat find solutions to uh, or problems to solve. Uh, so it will be interesting to see in 2023 if there's any real solutions that get actually mainstream adoption for for any of these technologies for for next year. Another, I would say, a solution looking for a problem to solve, which is uh, the whole metaverse, mm. uh, which is also, again, very interesting. Um, again, it's quite interesting to see the big companies now are spending so much money on building what was already 10 years ago. Uh, you had World of Warcraft, where you can buy, uh, buy, buy items, you had currency, you, can, you had thousands of people playing together. It's great, great gameplay. And now most of these companies seems to be focusing on building less quality 3D worlds with no real value for the user, but focus on monetization. It's a very is, interesting POV, yeah. But so, so it's, it's very, I would say, very strange trying to rebuild basically what was done 10 years ago, but without the user value. Hmm. So, um, so, so I think again, it's back to again the, the I would say that the, the, I would say the, the nice Venn diagram of what is a great digital product. So again, technical feasibility and and usability, right? As in, there's no point building a solution that is technical feasible and great business opportunity if none of the users will will love it, right? And um, so yeah, so the metaverse I think is interesting, and and I'm really looking forward to somebody actually trying to solve the actually underlying problem with the metaverse, which is more interoperability which means how can you go from Minecraft to Roblox where you already have millions of users? Yeah. That, that infrastructure is what's, what's needed, not, not a, a new 3D platform, mm. right? How do you now take your sword in Minecraft to bring it into World of Warcraft, right? That, that's kind of the challenge. That for me is the metaverse. That's, but again, that's, that's my uh, humble engineering approach to it. Um, then, of course, you have other things coming up now. You have, of course, AI has always been a nice buzzword, right? And, and I would say the last few weeks now, especially now, there's a, new, uh, a few new technologies out there for basically generating content. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of kind of, I would say, people are very excited about this online. It looks very cool, right? But, but I also, I'm, I'm a bit worried about kind of where the future is going in that space, right? If you look at even content now, you're a content company, right? And you look at blogs now. There is so much content that is written for Google, not for people, mm. right? Everything is SEO optimized. Everything needs to be written with the right words to make sure Google can optimize it the best possible way to the expense of the user actually enjoying that content and actually learning something and actually having some, some meaningful engagement, right? Mm. And if you look at, I would say, AI-generated content for an SEO perspective, probably going to be perfect, yeah. but it's built for Google. It's not built for, for people us. to read. Yeah. So, so I think there, there is a lot of, I would say, technologies now that are doing a lot of interesting things. So, so I think the next few years will be very exciting to see what, what happened. Uh, and hopefully some of these tools will be, will be used for the greater good, not, not to make things worse. Uh, <laughs> I hope so too. <laughs> but uh, I would say back to, back to earth on, on normal things. I would say, of course, uh, the whole cloud migration, uh, cloud native solutions, uh, app migration, 
basically a lot of companies now see the benefit of actually moving their business and, and kind of their services online and, and really utilizing Microsoft Azure, AWS, et cetera, to really kind of build scalable solutions, right? So I, th I think that for sure will continue. Um, and then, of course, data and analytics, right? Data is a, is a significant kind of part. So for sure, more and more in data um, and, and for sure a lot more, I would say, more in cloud and, and really building our cloud scalable solutions. Right. Justine, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. Um, for all those tuning in right now who would like to get in touch with you or with uh, Seven Peaks, is there a website they can go to? How can they get in touch with you? Um, yes, so we are, of course, on all uh, social media platforms under Seven Peaks or Seven Peaks Software. Um, and our website is sevenpeaksoftware.com. And uh, yeah, please reach out. Happy, uh, happy to uh, to discuss and and see how we can help in any way, or we have more discussions on uh, trending technologies. And uh, I assume probably have probably many have uh, op opinions that are not aligned with mine on this topic. <laughs> All right, and if you missed out on any part of this show, you can go look for the podcast on our website. That's bfm.my. You can also find all our podcasts on the brand new BFM app that's available on the Apple App Store and on Google Play. I've been speaking with Justine Exnes, founder and CEO of Seven Peaks. My name is Audrey Raj, and this has been Resource Center on Enterprise. Happy New Year, everyone. BFM 89.9. Listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.